Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. And I'm Montgomery Forrest McCleary II. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 286 albums in his Pike series. And we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Oh, Bucket Slogs, friends, and bucketheads. This is episode 26 of Getting Head, a bucket cast. We can rent a car. Wait, is that 26? I think it's 27. I mean, you can rent it at any age, but they charge you like a lot more and like usually require a greater deposit if you're uh, younger. Yeah, yeah. So we're at, we're at like reasonable car rental age. Mm, reasonable car rental age. That's how I like them. That's hey hey baby. Can you rent a car without uh being like over <laughs> can you rent a car without overdrafting <laughs> your debit card? That's that's what I asked Bruh. the ladies. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of people are in that boat. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's still a pretty relevant question though. Yeah, it still is. still. So yeah. for sure. Monty's here. Monty You're here. We've wanted We've wanted to get Monty on the show since before there was a show. True, true. We you we talked about him. We, we've talked we talk about, about you, Monty, Monty all we the talk. time. Yeah, you know Monty's here. He, Monty's never listened to the episode. He doesn't know how much we talk about it. It's it's not that he doesn't know. It's that he doesn't care, Spencer. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Monty, uh, um, the the listeners, uh, uh, sorry, the listener uh, doesn't know who you are. Uh, do you want to talk about yourself yeah yeah tell us tell us a little bit about yourself how do we know you monty well um so we know each other through craigslist uh brit and i met brit responded to a craigslist ad that i posted looking for a bass player in what 20 2009 10 2009 2009? yeah whoa 2009 hey brit what's new Golly, not a not a bunch. Um, that's about it. <laughs> Just hanging out. Come on, tell me. Uh, lay it on me. Still trying. Lay it down. Still, in the words still. Of I haven't seen you for a week. Yeah, right. I'm. I'm Something's still, happened. I'm still grieving Chick Korea. Um, there's that. Oh fuck. Mostly, I'm just really sad that a fellow Scientologist uh, <laughs> is now with Xenu. Um, Wait, is that what they believe? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm just ah. Can we? Was Chick Corea a was, Scientologist? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Whoa! Can we Google, please? Can you bring up the screen sharing? Can you Google what happens when a Scientologist dies? Please. Uh, they, they fucking rot, dude. <laughs> We know that, but what what do they think happens? I want to know. I don't know, Monty. What do you think it is? Um, I don't know anything about Scientology. Okay, read this. Oh shoot! 
Can you read this entire page of yeah, Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when <laughs> the soul will be born again into the flesh of another body. So it's. Uh, oh, it was about Isaac Hayes dying. Holy shit! Yeah. That's, that's that, that was in two thousand eight. That was thirteen years ago. Holy shit! Yeah, that's before I knew you, Monty. We met. That is. That's like right after I would have graduated high school. Nice, dude. <laughs> Isaac Hayes, isn't that the guy who did, who is the voice of Chef? Yeah. So, Wait, why are you Googling was, Lemmy now? I, 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 reckon, I realized the other day that like <laughs> Lemmy died over like five years ago, and I was like, it's been that long? So, uh, yeah. Fuck, that sucks. I know, Lemmy was cool. I bet yeah. Lemmy and Andrew smell similarly. <laughs> can you yeah can you just overdub that when i was talking yeah yeah sure, earlier? I'll, I'll shit on andrew all i want thanks sure. <laughs> nice um so wait brett did you ever answer the question oh yeah oh, you yeah. did no you didn't answer the fucking question what are you even doing Come on, give me something he said he said he's been mourning Chikoria. Yeah, no, I know, but that's still not something. Okay. Uh, wow, that's cool. You know, it is. He looks like you've been lifting weights. What's up with that? Tell me about him. Tell um, me about your weights. I, you know, I, I, I work out. I, you know, I always work out. I like to be strong so I can crush the patriarchy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm cool. Uh, Got a bunch of weights. Hang out oh. in my room, lift weights, uh, do my laundry. Um, it's a gym weights club. Is that the thing from Jersey Shore? That's what I do. I never, I never watched. Or not, not gym. It's a gym, gym laundry club, something like that. My chemical laundry. My chem, my chemical castration. <laughs> Cool. Money. The, the Black Parade. Sp- Spencer, what have you been Me? up to? Oh. Uh, I bought a fancy synthesizer from Brit. So that was the thing I did. What'd you I get? bought a Neutron. You were there. Oh. Yeah, I was on, I, well, I was yeah. there. You were there. Well, you were, you were here. That's true. <laughs> I yeah. was there. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I have a Neutron too. It's pretty. It's I pretty know. awesome. It was very cool. I, I liked watching. It's you pretty play fun. With it. So what I'm talking about is the Behringer Neutron, which is the fancy synth I bought, and uh, I first experienced it watching Monty play around with it at his house. When I went over to his house the other day, because I let Monty, or not let Monty, I, I asked Monty to play his guitar through my pedal that I made, see what it sounded like. So that was super yeah, cool. That was a fun day. We should we should play our neutrons together. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, can we run them through amps though? Like, it'd be yeah. loud and cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to run it through a bass amp. Brit, you should get a you should get a neutron too. And then I just bought for- <laughs> <laughs> I just I just sold my neutron and my model D because I'm like nah nah I'm good. Like this was this was fun for like the three times I set it up, but I'm like. This is like honestly like way too much work, and uh, the fucking um, 
the mod synth modeling on uh, Reason is incredible. So I'm like, whatever. Mm. I just fuck, fuck around with that. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I like I liked that aspect of Reason. It's yeah. Interesting. Reason's super. D-A-W. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monty, what's your DAW? What's your D-A-W? Talk about it. I use Logic mostly, um, but out of pure boredom, I've been learning Ableton. Um, I'm also pretty... Uh, I, I can use Reaper pretty proficiently. I remember you using um, Reaper I back mean, in the day. Yeah. Um, but honestly, now I've been trying to... I kind of hate the phrase, but I've been going Dallas. I've been like using samplers and, and just plugging stuff straight into amps. So I'm like not making so much music on my computer. I could still, yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I've been having fun with Ableton just from like the perspective of like forcing my brain to like learn how it works. Warwick Davis. What are your thoughts? That's um, not the dude from uh, Bad Santa. Mm, little good Warwick little Davis. Dude, yeah, Santa. What was he? Not Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Yeah, he played Willow. He was also the uh, the the main yeah. Ewok in Star Wars. Um, Wicked. Yeah, yeah, Wicked. There you go. And also, uh, he also starred uh, the, in these, uh, the Ewok special as well. Yeah, he's also in all. 15 leprechaun movies? yes that's correct he certainly oh, is fuck. uh have you all seen the newest leprechaun leprechaun resurrection from 2018 mm-hmm. i don't even it's so good it's so good you gotta see leprechaun in the hood i've never seen a whole leprechaun no movie. no 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 you gotta see leprechaun back to the hood like leprechaun they did a sequel yes, to that it's amazing and the vhs tape is worth like a hundred bucks and i have it and I'm going to sell that bitch. What? Mm-hmm. Isn't there a leprechaun in space? Uh, yeah, it's too? It's wonderful. Really bad. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the first one is like an okay horror movie. Two and three suck. I wouldn't watch them. Four is kind of fun just because it's like the original. Oh, what do we do now? Fucking put them in space. Fucking horror movie. Yeah. And then um, the, the hood and back to the hood are, are really next level dumb. Uh, in the first one, he smokes weed with iced tea, and that's amazing. That. Yeah. That's the scene where he goes, you know, a friend with weed is a friend indeed. And it's... Uh, what it's, a bad motherfucker. It's really good. That. Really good. Uh, can you guys let me know when you want to do the um, the Leprechaun podcast? Tell me about it. Always. What do we do? Lepre- it's, it's called a Leprecast, by the way. Yeah. That's gotta exist. Le- Leprecast. Leprecast. It's also it's all about it's also about the biblical biblical play yeah. of uh, lepers. So yeah. Catch yeah. this one. Leprecast back to the pod. Right. Holy Ooh. shit! Right? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm almost done watering my crops. Oh, he's playing Stardew Valley. Up with it. So, so I've never played Stardew Valley because uh, I sunk so much time into. Um, Harvest Moon when I was a kid that I know it's a, a slippery slope. And so that's actually a big reason I never played WoW is because it's the slippery slope argument because I know exactly how much time I fucking sunk into the immersive worlds of uh, 
of Oblivion and Skyrim. And then also like Diablo 2, yeah. like between those three games, I've literally, I, I've spent at least a thousand hours, maybe 1500 hours. Uh, Ob- Oblivion alone, actually, I, I clocked over 500 hours. Um, so Some rookie numbers, bro. I know, I know. And like, you know, I, I hear about other people and like, you know, our former bandmate, Chris Hansen, who has yeah. played Dota 2 for uh, literally a year worth of time, literally a year. Uh-huh. How's Chris? You guys talk to him? A little bit. I've talked to him a little bit. He lives in... O- Is he still in uh, the Seattle area? I think he area? lives in Oklahoma. It's just okay. Well, bo- he bought a house in okay. Oklahoma. More like smoke Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hi, Chris, if you're listening. Yeah. He's probably not listening. No one in Oklahoma no, listens too busy to us, playing, so. <laughs> playing fucking Dota 2, dude. <laughs> Like homeboy's got like seventy five hundred hours or something, seventy eight hundred yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. Crazy dude, Literally, crazy. So, so I, I, I'm in Central Market I, once. I, that was the last time I, think, I ever saw him. I think that was I like did five the math ago. behind it, and literally, so since Dota two has come out, he has spent one quarter or not one quarter, one seventh of his waking hours playing that game. Why did you figure that out? I like to do the math. I do the monster math. Yeah, that's the monster that's true. Math. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, there, uh, there exists the possibility that maybe, like, maybe he just like had a computer that was always running it. But at the for, same like, time, multiple years like it, that. At the same time, you I mean, see his it Team log Fortress AFK two time as well. I don't. I don't know because you've seen his like Team Fortress two numbers as well, and those are motherfucking insane. So I think he, he uh-huh. has the capability for it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that too. Um, okay. What what, what so, are you obsessed with right now, Monty? Is it Stardew Valley? Is that what your am I obsessed with? with? Um Yeah, it's not really that interesting. I'm I'm really into I'm I'm really obsessed with mushrooms and I'm getting ready for the morale oh, season. Oh actual mushrooms, so not psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. Well sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes the psychedelic really mushrooms. Fantastic. So, so morels are your shit. So, so yeah. chanterelles are my yeah. Just because. Well, uh, chanterelles is a it's a it's a fall. Yeah, yeah, that's really a fall so one. So right, during right. the fall, I love it. But morels right. are spring. So, so, so we're getting ready. I just I almost finished with this nice. book. Mitochondria, lichen, and um. So, so give give us the breakdown, Monty. Uh, give me your top three favorite shrooms. Not non psychedelic. Uh, my um top three favorite rooms i like the bathroom wait did you say oh you said shrooms don't Um, forget uh the shroom starring tommy wiseau (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i mean chanterelles are classics um i really like uh lion's Lion's mane is great lion's mane is like so meaty like it's a great meat replacement love it i don't know if i've ever had it it's it's interesting. It's got oh, its own texture. It's like the flavor. The it's it's really good. So what kind of sparked the mushroom hunting thing was I went to the ice caves and I was like, if you've ever been there, there's like one entry bridge that you have to cross. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like we looked off the bridge and we saw this weird like alien basketball looking thing. And it was a giant lion snake just going off a log. Nice. And uh, we didn't really know what it was, but we 
cut it up and took it with us. And then we, once we realized it's like a choice edible, it kind of just like awoke that like national treasure, like Nicolas Cage, uh, like excitement. Like you're yeah. about to, yeah, you're about to discover something like really big. That's, you know, probably hidden behind uh, mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So I love mushrooms. That's so dope. Killer. So, I've never so, been able to go mushroom hunting. So, so, I, love, I would love to. I'm sorry. Spence, let's go mushroom hunting. Top one. Give us the other two. Oh, um, uh, lobster Love mushrooms, which is actually uh, it's a parasite that that parasitizes a variety of different mushrooms. Um, but those are really good. And then chanterelles. I mean, you just that's a classic right. for a reason. They're so good, and you can do basically anything oh, you yeah. want with them. I've never I've never found a bolete myself, but like yeah, giant porcini. Like those are mm-hmm. incredible um as well and you can eat them raw like right out of the ground which is one of the few like non-commercially harvested mushrooms that you could just like pluck out of the ground and and just pop in your mouth i would still recommend cooking it though tell us about raw mushrooms bro how many raw raw boys you shouldn't okay mushrooms are uh they are decomposers and they become a lot of what they eat and so you really do not want to eat too many raw mushrooms there are some like witch's butter it looks like little orange gelatin that grows on logs you can eat that just fine um but they're not very flavorful and they're kind of like snotty Uh. so outside of just doing it like some people do it some people mix it in with trail mix um that's interesting and I, I, I don't particularly find any value in that myself. I think it's really a really interesting organism that exists, but I I like mushrooms that you can eat. I like mushrooms that you don't eat. I mean, slime molds are like some of like the most fascinating things that exist. Uh, slime molds can navigate the quickest route out of a complex maze faster than like an eight-year-old child can, uh, which is pretty interesting slime molds and different funguses have learned how to uh use radiation like intense radiation radiation like from fukushima and from uh, chernobyl uh instead of photosynthesizing after uh after after we bombed japan in world war ii uh the first signs of living life were actually matsutake mushrooms um, so they're extremely adaptable and uh, pretty amazing. Over fifty percent. This is going to turn into a mushroom. I'm so fascinated. Right over, now. Just go off. Go yeah, fucking like this is dope. Oh, Tell us about mushrooms. Oh, over fifty. Yeah, over fifty percent of the biomass in Washington's old growth forests is mycelium, which basically means that there are more mushrooms than trees in Washington oh, State. Yeah. Um, That's dope. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like where does the where so, does the mycelium uh, exist? Like under like underground, presumably in the soil. Yeah. Okay, big underground yeah. networks. Like yeah. one of the biggest living organisms ever was a just a vast array of mushrooms. Yeah, it's it's a honey it's a honey mushroom my, like mycelial web that is actually in like yeah, central Oregon. Yeah, yeah. It takes up like yeah several hundred acres, and it's actually like three thousand so years old. Cool. Um, yeah, it's Dope wild. That that's um. So I mean, there's that. That's how we're gonna get Omicron. Yeah. yeah. Or is it you? Unicron? Can't win a, you, yeah, mushrooms you can't are crazy. Win against mushrooms, man. Like they're 
undefeatable. I'm sorry, it's Unicron. Omicron was the name of the band we were in that did a song about Unicron. <laughs> right, I think. That's that true. Yeah, okay. Um, so we, li- we, oh, so we listened to three Buckethead albums. <laughs> no, no, we fucking didn't, Spencer. Uh, why, why must yeah, you do this to I know, me? I know, I know, okay. I know, I know. It's okay. What? Brit. Yeah. Brit. Mm-hmm. Would you be kind enough to be gentle enough to lay upon us a bucket fact, please? I think I think I might be able to do that. Bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. Way back when Buckethead was still on tour with Primus in late 1999. Buckethead's website held an online auction selling unique collector pieces. They are all one of a kind, making them the rarest of all Buckethead merchandise or collectibles. None of them has ever resurfaced after being initially sold. The items included a Buckethead Land spoon, a collection of four miniature figures, a black and gray canvas wallet presumably owned by Buckethead but who knows and a framed Buckethead haunted farm poster those were what sold what didn't sell were two life-size animatronics of Buckethead and one of like a pig's head priced at $8,420 and $5,500, respectively. A deal, you're saying. Total, total deal. And the other thing that didn't sell was a 16mm original film titled Buckethead Land, Chamber of Horrors. Now, it's generally thought that uh, the Buckethead animatronic was probably a joke and just like a picture of Buckethead. Not much is known about the pig's head, um... And Chamber of Horrors is not known to even be a real film. It's never sold and it's never surfaced anywhere. So we may never know what Buckethead Land Chamber of Horrors, the movie, is. Wow, that's heavy, dude. That's a heavy thing to lay on me. Yeah, um, yeah. So what you're saying is these are basically precursors to NFTs. Maybe because wow. yeah, to, yeah, to make things so yeah. relevant, so today. relevant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we listened to three Pikes. Yeah, we did. Pike seventy six, Pike seventy seven, and Pike seventy eight. Caterpillar, Bumby Ride Dreamlands, and Pike seventy eight, respectively. That is true. We did do that. Pike 76, Caterpillar, released on September 9th, 2014. What'd y'all think? So this is kind of the first uh, intentional listening, listening I've done to Buckethead on album seen a lot of his videos. I know a lot about his antics. Uh, but for some reason, I kind of just missed the Buckethead train. Uh, so this being my first 
involved listen. I'm sorry it was these albums. Uh, like I feel like I wish you had come in on some better ones. So this is this is what I was gonna ask earlier. I was like, is this so this kind of read to me as like a God. I, am I allowed to be like how say, honest say am I you want. Dude, tell <laughs> us. Straight up. Okay, this, this this read to me as like really generic hard rock backing tracks. Yeah. All right. Like like I like I caught like it was like it was I don't want to not quite ACDC vibes, but that same it was just like oh. So like, no, no, the last song, Skizzy's Hot Rod, sounded exactly like an ACDC song. Like the other <laughs> stuff, like definitely um, had like a very like '80s kind of hard rock feel, but it was a lot more, um, I think, kind of like Southern flavored, like Molly Hatchet, or maybe like to compare yeah. it to something more modern, like Nashville Pussy. Like, you know, um, yeah, wasn't a huge fan of this album. Uh, what, what do you think, Spencer? Yeah, I mean, I it's it's you know we got we got some melodic guitar riffing. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite. I didn't like hate it or anything, but it was was not like I don't know. It's, I I'm not I'm I'm on record of not being into blues rock, mm-hmm. you know, and this is very very blues rock, you know. Yeah, and I, I'm not a huge blues rock guy, and there's also like no solos. Which have, like I think would have made yeah. this better, right? Like if he was like did some nice shredding, but yeah, and like he he did have some okay riffs here and there, but a lot of it was just like a lot of like staccato power chords and like breaks and shit. Like there was yeah. a lot of that, and then everything that wasn't that basically was like like blues scale riffs that just sounded like southern hard metal. Does he record all the instruments himself? So. We were Does not he do the drums released. and bass as well? Yeah, he he. Um, the producer of these albums is listed as uh, Dan Monty, who is a guy who's he's worked with. Good name, um, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Dan Monty McCleary. Um, <laughs> so he's worked with him since like the early two thousands, um, and they've done all these pikes together. So we don't really know what. Dan Monty does on them because he plays bass and he's like a producer. And apparently he also like plays drum drums and guitar. He's actually the, um, the lead guitarist in, uh, Serge Takion's, uh, solo band. What? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which I oh, found I out the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. So who knows? Dan Monty might also be playing some of these guitar parts. I think I think from like it's it's impressive in a way that he is able to stay so focused on let's call it the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did I listened to the album uh, a couple times all the way through, but then I also gave it a quick uh, like what's the word? I kind of just like breezed through it, where I just clicked through a bunch mm-hmm. of different parts. I know it was all in the same. Key is all the exact same tempo. I mean, it's basically can be looked at as like one half hour song. Yeah, and that's a lot of these pikes are very thematically tied together, and it does sound like they basically took like a big track on a DAW and then just cut it up in certain sections to make you know different songs out of it. Um, and this one definitely feels a lot more like that than a lot of the other pikes because a lot of the other pikes are very varied. And actually have like a cool, interesting flow to yeah. them. 
I would agree. And there's usually like, I don't know. I wouldn't say that there's nothing to like here. I mean, like there's some riffs here and there. Um, The first song I thought was okay. First song is like better. I feel like than some of the the ones that follow. Yeah. Maybe it's just because it's less bluesy. (laughs) You know, I I actually did kind of like the last song, even though it sounded exactly like an ACDC song. Uh, Skizzy's Hot Rod, and uh, I, I actually want to uh, put put a, a quick um, quick one in here. So Skizzy's Hot Rod is a reference to a February 5th, 1974 episode of Happy Days, wherein Fonzie drives Ralph Malf's newly souped-up ride in a midnight drag race against the local badass uh, Skinny Skolic. So is this, could this be said? Sorry? Uh, could this be said uh, that it's a uh, a Happy Days concept no, definitely album? Definitely not, because I mean, there's other stuff in here. Like uh, a track listing uh, goes: track one, Reap Print; two, Fountain; three, Hot Wheels; four, Caterpillar; five, Mr. Toad's Wait Time, which is obviously a reference to Mr. Mm. Toad's Wild Ride, the um, iconic uh, dark ride at Disney World that was uh, first. There is a Happy Days episode about that. No, there's not. So yeah. wow! So I I was so intrigued for a second. I was like, yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> no, Molly doesn't know shit about fucking happy days. <laughs> Damn. Um, Damn. All right. So Mr. Toad's wait time. You're right. A reference I do not. to the uh, the ride. I that, believed you. The original Disneyland ride that was uh, revamped in 1987 um, at Disneyland. Cool. Um. And I don't know, that was the shortest song on the album, so I'm guessing that Mr. Toad's Wild Ride actually doesn't have a very long wait time. Well, he probably had the jump pass. Oh, yeah. He can get... so, yeah, he's definitely a jump pass. Game. Oh, 100%. But did they have yeah. the jump pass in 2014? Was that, was that a thing then? Well, I mean, I think that being Buckethead, they probably let him... Do we whatever he wants. So. You think so? You think Disney is like cool with Buckethead? Like that would be rad. I mean, he's played at a couple venues on their property before, so they're cool with him in ways for sure. Did he do that in 2014? Maybe I'm not sure. Couldn't tell you. I think we're getting closer to. So, so the he actually uh, signed his contract um, with Axl Rose for Guns N' Roses at Disneyland. I'm Is not that true? That's, that's, that a, that's true. a real ass bucket fact. <laughs> was that a bucket fact? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. was actually one of the first bucket facts we ever had on the show. Yeah. It's a callback yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Back yeah. Elden times. Okay. Bucket lore. Mm-hmm. I got it. Indeed. So, um, after, uh, so if you, you might've noticed that all of these albums, all of these pikes, uh, it the top of them say Buckethead Land. And what that is all about is it's presumed that all of these pikes are in ways soundtracks to rides at Buckethead mm. Land. Th- this theme park that uh, Buckethead has created in his head. And so after each album, we, uh, we like to uh, kind of finish it up with um, what would this be a good soundtrack to in a theme park? If there's ever like a guy that has to announce things over the the speakerphone system, like 
like there's like an intro music and like an outro music for that dude to like say something mm-hmm. like that maybe could fit. Okay. Oh, so like attention park guests. Yeah, we will exactly. be closing early today um, because of Ash Wednesday. You all have a blessed day. That kind of thing. Yeah. I was thinking it could be something like a farm animal go-kart racing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Like 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 go-karts that are themed and modeled after different farm animals. And so it would be kind of like a track similar to the farm track from uh, uh, Mario Kart 64. Okay. Okay. I see that. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Little rodeo vibe um, there. Rope. We know. Uh, I think this would be a great soundtrack uh, to a dark ride based on the final room of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which is a depiction of hell on, cool. a, on a children's ride at Disney World, yeah. Disneyland. I think being cursed to only being able to play mediocre blues rock riffs is a certain kind of hell that we've all had nightmares about. I, I lie awake thinking about it. Yeah, I, I have had nightmares. Like, I wake up in a cold sweat and I'm like, oh my god, I'm not in a blues band. Oh my god, thank god. Oh, thank god. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I, think, I think musical purgatory is having to play uh, an instrument you're not very good at in an all-white blues rock band. <laughs> I've had that dream before like legitimately. I I think the worst dream is like worship music like that seems like the worst. No like, cuz cuz you could have fun with that. Like you could overplay worship music and it's it's you funny can't, at that though. point. They get mad at you. They don't want you to overplay. That's that's the thing. It's like you could and it's fun cuz like I mean, do you remember You could you could get, wear nothing but a, like a very see-through robe. It's just a story time. Um for <laughs> for like a good year uh, our old drummer, uh, me and Spencer, in a, a thrash band, a death metal thrash band we played in, uh, Justin, who's a very, very good drummer. Um, he, he guested at it, it with my dad's worship band at, at his church for like a year or more. And, uh, he, he was there, you know, maybe like once a month or so, but he'd, he'd just come whenever he was asked. And, uh, Justin doesn't play, uh, softly. In any way, no, he does he's, not. He's one of the loudest drummers you'll ever hear, and he just like, I mean, he he went as soft as he could with the worship band, but it was still louder than everything else. He fucking <laughs> jammed that shit, and it was funny as fuck. Like, I bet it was so good. I think. Ju- Sorry, I bet it was so good though. It was. I mean, it was still fucking worship music, so it's like Dude, worship music. But the whole time, I'm like, God, he's fucking playing this shit, like. Yeah, playing the shit. Yeah. Yeah. How many cymbal chokes were there? Not not many, but he like brought his whole cymbal set with him, and so he had like the two china setup and like the No, wait, really? He he, played a big kit? He he, yeah, no, he played a pretty big kit. Like he he used their kit, but no, he used their kit, but he brought his cymbals. And so Mm. he had fucking cymbals with his fucking church band ass, like five piece (laughs) kit. And he, it was funny. It was very funny. And I think he brought his own snare too, but you know, Justin. Have you gotten Justin on the show? No. No, we should though. Yeah, we should. I think it'd be funny. 
I don't think you'd listen to a bucket at home, though, to be honest. No, no, I think you would to be on the show. Yeah, yeah, maybe, I think you maybe. Would. So, uh, Pike 77 Bumby Ride Dreamlands released on September 4th, 2014, oddly five days before the previous Pike Caterpillar. What did you all think? <laughs> We're going of this? back in time, Monty. Back in time. Yeah. So, wait, so. so- this this was what? so so we're talking about Bumby Ride Dreamlands now the next Pike. Okay. Yeah. So so let so let me so let me be clear. You guys are listening to this in alphanumeric order, not chronological order. Correct. Correct. So 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 well we the way the bucket the pikes are actually assembled, and the way that Buckethead assembles them. Because you'll see, like, on a lot of pikes, uh, in most pikes, in the corner, they have the number of the pike. Um, uh-huh. And so that's how they're arranged, and it's literally arranged by the date he announces them. Got yeah. it. And then he just releases them whenever. Uh, sometimes he'll release, like, several pikes uh, before or after another pike comes out. It just, it's kind of all over the place. This is true. Yeah, this was definitely my favorite of the yeah. three. Yeah, I like this uh, one better. Albums. So, definitely. so this was like there are some sick riffs. It's, it's a pretty cool Megadeth instrumental album. I gotta say, <laughs> it is like, dude, yeah, that, oh, it is. It is that, straight, yeah. straight up like so many. There's like, some '90s Primus vibes. Yeah, though. at times. I mean, and there's always gonna be Primus vibes because yeah. like, that's how uh, Buckethead kind of like became big. Big is like playing. Uh, on a tour with Primus, hmm. um, and that's how like he got on Bucket Fact. Yeah, I, I guess whatever. That's how he got on uh, Guns and Roses <laughs> map. So, um, yeah, like there's a lot of fucking Megadeth ass riffs in here. Like, yeah, a, a lot. A lot of it sounds straight up, uh, just like the guitar work. Um, yeah, hell yeah, and Megadeth feel a hundred percent. So Megadeth, yeah, like. It, it just sounds like rust and peace, a lot of it. And it's dope. Like, there's yeah. at least three riffs that sound exactly like the main riff to uh, Holy Wars, uh, The Punishment Do, that... Like, that, that shit. That is true. Like, that super shreddy shit. It's, it, it was pretty cool. I, I didn't hate this album, but it was definitely very Megadeth-y, and I could not avoid that. Uh, and not Megadethy in my preferred way, like uh, hello me, it's me again. Yeah, uh, lots of alternate picking, mm-hmm. lots of uh, syncopated kick yeah. riffs, yeah. Yep. Um, a lot of breaks, and so many hammer-ons. Yeah. It's all hammer-ons. Like uh, I, I thought this was pretty cool. Really, my um, no solos again. That's true. No solo. That which, was my, that's which, my like, big If it thing. had solos, I really think this would have been like then more it would have, rad. But it was so yeah. cool. If he if he did some Marty Friedman ass solos, this would have been one of my favorite Friedman Megadeth ass. albums. The 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 Buckethead Wah would have been so at home on this uh-huh. one. It would have yeah, actually. That is true. Yeah. Um, he doesn't he doesn't wah out that often. Like to be honest, like it, it he, he uses some wah, but like not that often. Not he, as often as I expected. He uses the whammy pedal way more than he uses the wah. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he, you know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if he uses a whammy. I guess he probably does. Are you kidding me? 
I'm talking the whammy pedal. Yeah. That's like his most used pedal. Interesting. Yeah. Like Digitech whammy. He has three of them even before the tuner. Nice. Bucket fact. <laughs> I, I don't think he actually does. But Dropping your own but, bucket fact from the streets. <laughs> but on Buckethead forums, it's talked about a lot. Like that, that we got is... gorilla bucket facts being dropped, dog. <laughs> gorilla <laughs> bucket facts. <laughs> I like that idea. Um, yeah. yeah. It was better. No, this is a this is a pretty cool album. Uh, lots of uh, like thirty second note shredding riffs, but not like thirty second notes on solos, which was weird. Um, there's Would only a couple cool. clean yeah. parts, but they they all work. Groovy parts, yeah. It's um, it's a good Megadeth album. I'll say that. I agree. I took so many notes on this one, yeah. but yeah, basically. I agree. This was my favorite of the three. Absolutely. What, uh, what what other observations do you have in there, Monty? I mean, I just I noticed that um, the song structure themselves were were basically identical. Yeah, really like the were. way that the, they're they're put together, uh, not not so much the riffs themselves, but just like how it wasn't really until the fourth song in, which is um, oh man, I can barely read my own handwriting. Hub, I think it was called Spoke Hub Land. and Yeah. yeah. Um, you know that that he changes it up a little bit with that clean intro, right, right, right. Um, and then, uh, and then he. But then, but then the rest of the song basically still follows the same formula as the rest of. Yeah, the I mean, it goes back to the clean um, part again, like in the middle of the song. Uh, it, it's a lot more right, dynamic yeah. than any other 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 songs on this album. And I guess that's the only like real criticism I have for this album is there are not many dynamics. Like it is yeah. pretty much balls to the wall thrash riffage. For the entire album with a few breaks. Yeah, I mean, if if there were solos and vocals, I would say the dynamics would be totally unnecessary. But being that we're just bare bones here, that's the only reason why it seems Actually, more. I'd say it's a, uh, I'm going to amend that much more speed metal than thrash. This is much more in like the the speed metal right. era of uh, of Megadeth and their thrash stuff. So, Spencer, do you have any other notes on that? Not really. Like what you, what y'all said is how I feel. I feel that. No, I feel that very much. Like, um, it felt very like there was some stuff in there that reminded me a little bit of like the thrashier power metal stuff. Maybe like early Blind Guardian. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. You ever listen to that stuff? That stuff's like super like like I, I I'm thinking like if it had vocals, like it would sound something like that maybe. But yeah, like Monty said, because we're we're bare bones in it here, it's a uh, it's like the dynamics are the only drawback, but yeah, still fun to, to hear thrash riffs. Like I, I'm a sucker for thrash riffs. I understand yeah. the desire to just write a lot of thrash riffs just forever. Like mm-hmm. I feel that in my bones too. So to like see that from Buckethead, to hear that from him, is nice. You know, I feel that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. For the people, Buckethead. Bonded by blood, sweat, pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the people want uh so uh on uh, for, for me this is just a great soundtrack for uh megadeth roller coaster that's all i got <laughs> i love the idea of like a megadeth themed ride that doesn't have music by megadeth <laughs> <laughs> and like the picture of like dave looks weird like he has like a mustache or something and it just like looks all like Kind of not like him. <laughs> that, that that would be amazing. Uh, and it's spelled Mega D E A T H Mega Dead. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm taken. I'm taken <laughs> with that idea. Pike funny, 78. Titled Pike 78. Released yeah. on September 23rd, 2014. Uh, 19 days after Bumpy Ride Dreamlands. And... Um, 14 days, two weeks after Pike 76 Caterpillar. So this one Traveling was, um, forward in time. this one was a real, this is where all the solos yeah, this is, this is where they hit all the solos, but for some reason he's it's like, a... it's like, um, he, he listened to a whole bunch of Pink Floyd and he's like, I want to do what David Gilmore does just not as well. Ooh. Yeah. And that's what the entire four tracks of this album are straight up. Yes. Right. The the other two albums are like all the rhythm guitars and like no leads or melodies. And this is like all the leads and melodies with like no riffs or mm-hmm. rhythm guitars at Just all. A lot of like, was, like slowly strummed chords or slowly picked chords. It's uh who it's the same guitar tone I know through all three of these records. It's the same exact guitar tone. He does have a very consistent uh, chain. Like yeah. But I, I, di- I didn't, I didn't dislike, I didn't dislike any of the three, like for what they are, but um, I found, found this one to be a lot more listenable just because it is more atmospheric, but only as like a background yeah. track. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Spencer? Like, I think that in some cases, Buckethead really does write some amazing background music. Like this, I, I find in, in some cases with some of these bikes, I enjoy them more if I'm like kind of doing something else while I'm listening to it. Like jerking you know off. I mean? Is he the Brian Eno of Shred? That's oh, a great wow. question, actually. That's uh, actually we've never yeah, even... Wow, that's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's more like a Steve Roach, but sure. Whoa. Whoa. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I still I still think that this didn't have all that many dynamics but i did notice that he was straying from kind of the same like picking technique that so on the, on the last few records like he kind of stuck to one thing on each record this one had a lot of different stuff where he was like playing harmonics mm-hmm. he was doing volume swells mm-hmm. so there was difference in the actual technique that he was using Although it's still all the same guitar tone, all the same tempo, all the same key, right. and so uh, and so actually that's that's a big reason I compared it to David Gilmore um, is because like he did use like a lot of the effects very well, and like what this is isn't bad, but it's just like a budget David Gilmore to be honest, right? Like this sounds like the whole album sounded like the solo section for Pink Floyd, um, which fine because pink floyd solos fucking rule but one of the reasons yeah. they rule is like i mean Dave, like david gilmore do doesn't it, overdo you know. it david gilmore never plays a solo longer than it needs to be whereas and sometimes they're like 12 minutes exactly solos, so but, but david gilmore gets it whereas i think buckethead sometimes don't well I, speaking I, of long solos do you guys remember when we played that show and we didn't know when to end the rhythm part and Spencer so soloed for like six and a half minutes? <laughs> it was not that long. Was that the show? It at, was so was long. Show, was that the show was at uh, Studio Seven? Probably. Yeah, it was with like Power Glove yeah, and yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, like, yeah we, we did play for a long time, and I just was like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I had a delay pedal. 
<laughs> that was that was technically one of the best shows I've ever played. Like I played every note so well that show. That made me happy. I have a folder of photos of you and I from that show. I, I remember I was that wearing I keep wanting to a send velvet, to you a velvet jacket the whole time, which was an yes, interesting you were. I was wearing ba- like khaki church pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Sick. laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, I was probably wearing like girl pants. We all had long hair then. We did. Yeah. All yeah. of us. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. No, it's not. Ed, <laughs> we were cool. And then, like, the Power Glove guys were so nice to us. They, they were. were like, oh, uh. you guys were so good. And I was like, you can't mean that. Like, you can't. We were okay. We, we, no, we were okay. We were All right, we, sorry, I didn't mean to derail that. I just, no, tell me, tell me, Mozzie. Good we no, we were great. It was fun. That was a good time. Yeah. My internet is unstable. Wheel, wheel. I am the stable. 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 I think we had a really good um, tool bent, toolbox. I think we had a really good set of tools. We just had no idea what we were doing with them at the time. Yeah. I think that if we rejoined, we could make them. I don't know. Are we getting the band yeah, back better. together? I'll call. I'll call Andrew, <laughs> aka Moonworm. Yeah, <laughs> it's time for our yearly, <laughs> okay. yearly reunion photo. <laughs> All right. Okay, but this time, uh, yeah. Okay. What? Well, how about this? We we get the band back together, but this time the only time we can have band meetings is in the form of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually totally cool with this. We could still probably practice in Andrew's mom's garage. Honest. I, Does Andrew I, live with his mom? No, he doesn't. He lives somewhere else. No, uh, no, yeah, he lives in al- Georgetown. I, yeah, I already practice in Andrew's mom's garage. If you know what I mean. Ooh, I do know what you mean. <laughs> okay, so back to seventy-eight. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, there is some stuff there. Some of it was emotive. Well, in a way, you know. It, uh, honestly, I, I appreciate the techniques. I do wonder why he. he uh, this is one of the only untitled pikes that has remained untitled, along with, I believe, Pike Thirteen, and that's it. And Pike Forty Three. Oh yeah, yeah, you are right. Um, and I do. I I wonder why. I mean, there's there's no explanation here. Does he retroactively title them? some of them? Yeah. Um. Which is why I, okay. you know, put that disclaimer. That Pike Thirteen is one of the more well-regarded ones. It's right? one of my favorites. That's the one with the. F- mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's actually very great atmospheric music. Like it's really good. Um, and is that the that's the one that has the photo of him and his dad? Yes, correct. Mm. You you've done more research than than I thought. I, I looked I looked up a little okay. bit, you know, like I didn't want to come totally unprepared, okay. but yeah. uh, you know, I was like, you know, who is who is Mister Head? Yeah, BH, as the the internet commenters talk about him. I've, yeah. I've never actually done the BH, and I, I talk, you know, I'm on several forums about Buckethead and stuff, and I always I, I pretty much refer to him as Buckethead or Bucket. Um, I do see a lot of BH though. Not my favorite thing. BH Big mm. B. 
Yeah. Big, I do see the Big B every now and again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as as far as a chunk of three records go, how as as me a layperson talking to two experts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how how does this average against other chunks of three? It's about average, I'd say. It's it's um. There's okay. nothing here that stands out. Uh, and there is one I think kind of eh album. Actually, yeah. No, this is this is actually probably below average. I'd say when it comes to okay. like, pairings of three, because sometimes we'll get like amazing shit together. Um, yeah, like sometimes we'll get stuff that's like pretty good, like all three. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes we'll get one where like two are really good and one is, eh. but yeah, this is like average or like a little bit below average. I think. Right, and I think the the thing that makes this a little bit below average is there wasn't a great Pike in here, and there wasn't oh. a great guitar solo also, which that's like true. I'll be mm-hmm. honest, like Buckethead, None. like yeah, yeah. Buckethead like has some some strengths and he has some some you know, some you know stuff he could work on maybe, but like. He is really good at composing music. He's really good at like putting songs together. He can do that. He's also like he can really nail a solo in a way mm-hmm. that can make you feel something. Like he really can, and he right. can do it a lot too. Right. I've listened to a lot of it, and mm-hmm. it, yeah, for sure. Like, and it's always good to hear that. Like, you know, I, I would have liked to hear that in this group, but that's yeah, okay. I'm and sure honestly, we'll like more of that. If um, uh, what was the this uh. If uh, Bumby Wright Dreamlands had sick fucking shred solos, honestly, like this, it would have elevated all three of these albums together. Like, I I agree. Like, if he, if he, then we would want a reprieve after that, and we would appreciate the calmness mm -hmm. of Pike seventy eight after. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's what I feel because like. But you I mean, know, that's that's that, that exposes the the drawback and the limit of our approach here, right? Because like clearly, this is not Buckethead did not release these in groups of three. Like that's mm-hmm. not how it was intended right, to be true. interpreted, right? It's just the limits of the format that we chose, right? But at the so same time, it, it's it, interesting how like imposing restrictions on yourself in, in in something like that can bring with it a different like perspective based on the approach. Exactly, because like I mean, but it also really kind of helps inform us too because if we just did them one at a time it would be a lot more difficult to reference them against each other whereas doing them in groups of three we can like kind of take a chunk and be like well this was like this but not like this and we kind of get a greater sense of like what he was thinking at that time especially since he releases them out of order so much taking them in chunks of three gives us a good you know sometimes one month view into Buckethead's musical output, but sometimes, you know, a two, three months. And so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, fascinating. Um, I don't want to derail this too much, but I have more questions. Keep at oh, them. Hit them up. What, what you got? Okay, like, okay, so, like, and, like, I hope this isn't stuff that you've rehashed on, like, previous episodes. No, totally but, like, 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 so, does this, does this format, um, and I'm, and I'm not, I'm not answering my own question by asking this, but like, is this format, is this, is this art? Is this like, is, is Buckethead producing so much material all at once? Like, is, is this, is this like, could this really be considered art or is this more like, um, athleticism? Uh, let me, let me, let me answer that with my views on Buckethead. Buckethead is absolutely an artist. Uh, 
Like, sure. Uh, um, at the same time, he is also very much a technician. Um, and especially when he works with Dan Monty, like, I feel like they get into the technics of things and sometimes things can feel a lot more technical than like emotive, um, and artistic. And so I think the Pikes, especially, uh, with their proliferacy, I don't know, is that a word? I don't care. Like with, with the prolific output, um, of the Pikes, it is somewhere in between, I mean, it's definitely art. And, you know, if you just took any of them, you know, at face value, you'd be like, yeah, it was a music album. That's art, whatever. But there's definitely a very strong technical aspect to being able to do this and just pump out yeah. this much fucking music. Right. And so I, I see him. And, and also, like, uh, the, I respect the fact that he, like, he's not releasing these and, like, trying to market them as, like, soundtracks to other shit. He's not, like, trying to do that with it he just released them as albums like mm-hmm. i think that that demonstrates his like artistic nature more than anything else and i think it's like an amazing like it's just yeah it's it, it's kind of amazing it's amazing to like that this dude just makes all these albums and, and, and i think and it's so, weird and cool and like i want to know why and that's so, why i li- like listening to them do, do you uh I think Buckethead's kind of view on things and view on the world is something I've heard from so many, like, especially musicians, um, about like selling out, uh, like they talk about like, oh, well, I mean, this person's making pop music right now, but you know, they could just like make a bunch of money and quit and do what they want to do. And, you know, people say that about like Lady Gaga, because Lady Gaga, if you, you know hear her play like non-pop music you're like she's fucking incredible but a lot of pop people are like oh she's just you know tied to record contracts after she's done with that you know after she gets her fucking bag she's you know probably gonna do just like fucking jazz albums like the one she did with tony bennett forever and that'd be dope as fuck but i don't think that's gonna happen i think that is what buckethead actually did like he found a fucking paycheck with guns and roses and a way to make his name international. And then once he realized he had, he had secured that reputation and he didn't have to work anymore to put out all the art that he wanted to do, he did it. So in that way, I think Buckethead is one of the realest motherfuckers and one of the realest artists out there. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, Brett. Yeah, it's cool. Like it's a really like, I feel like it's a really like ostentatious thing to like release like 300 albums, especially because like, like before he did that, you know, like he was a known guy, like Mm -hmm. people knew who he was. I remember reading about him in guitar world magazine when I was a kid, you know, like people knew who he was, like he was a guy and, and he was well known for playing the guitar real fast. And then like, he just like got older and kind of weirder and then made a bunch of albums and, it's crazy that he did that, and I I like knowing that he did that, and I like listening to him as a result. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think like for me personally, I I know this is probably pretentious as fuck, but this is I feel like I'm in a safe space that like art is simply, and this is as close as I can figure out, is just like honest self expression, mm-hmm. and so uh, and and maybe like I. I I debate on whether or not it has to be intentional or if, if it can be accidental, mm-hmm. but, um, but I think that like, maybe even though like, like, uh, 
76, you know, may not have the most profound effect on the art world. I think that, yeah, his, uh, I think the scope of what he's actually doing overall, despite the individual pieces, um, I, I, I think, yeah, it is, it is definitely art. I think this is definitely an honest, and in this case, at least intentional, like, um, form of self-expression yeah. that we're getting yeah. in, from, from right. and, and, uh, um, I'll, I'll try to end it with this. I think um, more than anything, the Pike series is greater than the sum of its components. Mm. Like, I mean, there's some good Pikes, there's some bad Pikes, but the fact that there are almost 300 fucking Pikes is fucking, I mean, goddamn impressive. You know? Yeah. Really? Um, Anyways, we're getting to another part of the show. Wait, uh, what, 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 do you, what do you mean? We don't have any more parts of the show. What's that? I mean... Statements from the bucket Bucket All right. Monty, this is Statements from the Bucket Void. This is a part of the show where we shine a light. We shine a beacon. You know, down into the trenches, the pits, you know, the places where the... Uh... <laughs> uh, actually, more, we, we dig through the ditches and burn uh, with the witches. Oh, right. Exactly, and sl- exactly. slam in the back of the, the bucket verse. Indeed. <laughs> slam in the back of the bucket void. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, we look at some, some YouTube comments on Buckethead videos. So, take a peek at them. Let's see what we got. We got some we got some warriors out there. Um so user Adam Miller says Cata Pillar, two words, needs all those legs to get down to this music, ellipsis. I like the idea of it. Yeah. <laughs> why why ellipsis? Like is there that's our big problem, is even between even between the three of us, we don't have enough legs as a caterpillar. Right? That's true. <laughs> we don't. And uh, I I would love to see a caterpillar actually get down. You know, I think they could do a lot with all them legs. That would be cool. It'd be cool to see. I mean, have you yeah. ever seen a bug's life? Yeah, I have. Wait, is it, was the, the guy, the, the German guy, was that guy a caterpillar? I believe I he was. I believe he was. I yeah, it a bunch of times. He, he was a caterpillar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heimlich, right? Yeah, the fat German caterpillar, the green motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, that was a caterpillar. <laughs> Dude, that meme that go, that went around a while ago of like the Heimlich flashlight, amazing. That's pretty good. It's pretty great. Pretty great. It was like somebody made like a fake Craigslist post about it. If if y'all could have a fleshlight shaped uh, like anything, what what would it be? Uh, this the uh, Taco Bell double decker taco. I mean, you can you, oh. you can just have sex with one of those. That's already yeah, but a it's, fleshlight. It's messy, dude. It's messy. <laughs> it's already a fleshlight, Spencer. It's Most messy. things at Taco Bell are already fleshlight ready. <laughs> Especially since I was they took say off like the a... Fiesta potatoes from the menu, dude. Like, <laughs> you, I can fuck everything think, there. Do you, 
Do you think if Motley Crue was like really happening right now, you think they would use Taco Bell instead of burritos? I think they'd live moss, yes. <laughs> For their dicks. <laughs> Monty, do you know about do you know about Motley Crue's burrito dicks? No, I don't. Okay. So Motley Crue in the like eighties and like early nineties when they were like really popping off, they like would be banging so many girls all the time. This is crazy. This is true. Well, at least according to them, they're banging all these girls all the time, but like they didn't want their girlfriends at the time to know that they were banging girls all the time. So like there's a story where like two of them, I think it's Mick Mars and Nikki Six or whatever, and they're like banging. They're both banging girls in the back of a van. Like they're just in the back of a van and they both bang these girls in the back of a van. And then they like... In order to hide this from their girlfriends, they go and get breakfast burritos and stick their dicks in the breakfast burritos so they don't smell like pussy. Did it work? <laughs> That's the question. We don't know. I, I have to imagine no, but it, Baby was amazing. Do you think there was like a, a, mm. like a, like a piece of potato that like got stuck in their underwear or something? That's what I'm saying. It's like the fiesta <laughs> potatoes make it like not flashlight ready. Like you don't you don't yeah. want to stick your your dick in anything with hot recently fried potatoes especially. But, but like, didn't they discontinue Trust me. potatoes? Didn't Trust they, me. Didn't that... they take potatoes away? But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was... That's what he said. Oh. Yeah, after they took yeah. it away, everything. Yeah, now. I can have yeah. sex with like anything at Taco Bell now that they don't have the Fiesta potatoes or the Mexican pizza. Oh, I, actually, I, that's what I, I, I can't. I can't I, yeah, I can't do the um, caramel apple empanada. I don't think. I think that's way too hot to fuck. Although it's like the perfect shape. It's like yeah, a pre-made yeah. pussy. Like it's a caramel, <laughs> caramel apple pussy. Beautiful, dude. If I had one, it would be like a, a deep sea marlin fishing pole. Ooh. Love that. Hell yeah. Like, All right. We need more. We need less podcasting and more rod casting. That's really good. I like that a lot. <laughs> So, um, are you going to read some more comments? Shush! It's my segment. I know how to do it, Monty. <laughs> YouTube user Jordan Vine says, This Pike is awesome! Well, I think and I believe everything else he's done is awesome! He's yelling there. So, we've we've, yeah. we've talked to Jordan Vine before on uh-huh, Statements from have. the Bucket Void. I think he's a yeller. Yeah, he's he a... is a yeller. That's why I have to read it like this. Yeah. Um, so... I believe everything else he's done is awesome. Yeah, his music can get a bit weird and strange, but sometimes it's still fucking awesome. So, I don't think he likes this one very much. So what do you what do you think he Jordan Vine is on besides uh, the app like Vine? Nothing. I just think like pro- I think he's probably like I'm guessing like 18 or 19 and he's just like kind of weird. Like maybe he works like as like Works at like a Staples or something, like is like that kind of a dude. Justin, works at like a bo- big box for like a Justin Best Buy, George. Maybe. Justin George worked at a Staples. And who's Justin and George? Spencer oh, knows. We We're not going to talk about Justin George. We. I worked at Staples. Yeah, Just, Justin George. Oh, you did. You yeah. did. Yeah, yeah you I was did. blowing my. I was blowing my paychecks on Magic card every cards every week. We, we, Hell yeah! yeah. Hell yeah! Remember sitting around that circle table hitting the volcano? Oh, I do. 
playing no, magic. I mostly remember doing tons of fucking knife hits up in that shit and playing magic. Oh, yeah. And then fucking um, that one fucking douchey guy just getting like way too aggro all the time. Uh, Matt story. Matt story. Oh, no, Ronnie. Ronnie yeah. was fine. Matt's story is a um, uh, should be um, euthanized. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Euthanized Matt's story. Next. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> anyways, user klback sixty three says. All the bucket haters should listen to the Pikes, capitalized Pikes there. Appreciate that. Because they straight up capitalized rock. They straight up rock and feature some of the nastiest riffs and grooves ever recorded. So what what video was this comment on? This was on Pike six or Pike seventy seven. Okay, which did have some nasty grooves okay. and riffs. Okay, I was gonna say. All right, yeah, that's that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, that's it's fine. Yeah, people get weird on the on the buckethead stuff. You know, they talk they they uh, talk about BH a lot. Talk about mm. buckethead as a deity. Buckethead as an alien. They project a lot onto BH. They want to believe. Spencer, has anyone ever compared you physically to Buckethead? Maybe you at some point, we, Spencer. We've sure. done it on the podcast. Like what? you do have his fingers. You, uh, you, we've both accused each other of maybe secretly being <laughs> Buckethead because uh, oh, yeah. your your reasoning was I'm tall and really weird, and I'm like, yeah, but you can play guitar fast and you got the hair, so we uh, could maybe. Yeah. Maybe if we splice our genetics together with CRISPR, we can make our own bucket head. Amazing. Let's because, yeah, because guitar playing is definitely a genetic thing. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, you know a little bit about Buddhism, correct? Yeah, I used to have a Buddhist tattoo before I got it covered up. I'm a, a non-practicing Buddhist, I'd say. All right. Uh, so I have a comment here. I don't remember what video this is on. I think I think Pike seventy seven. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. User, I'm gonna I'm gonna murder this name. I'm sorry to whoever's name this is. Binamra Bassnet says. The greatest meditator of America, the Buddha from the West. His music is like the spontaneous oration of Ozho. I feel like this is some heavy stuff. Like Colin Buckethead, the Buddha from the West. Yeah, and I'm I mean, into this mythology. I I mean I I can kind of get where that's coming from because like, you know, Buckethead is very like. I don't know. Emotionally centered in a lot of what he does, and a lot of what he does is like very meditative music. Like uh, Pike Seventy Eight was a pretty meditative album. Like sure. I could definitely like do fucking hot yoga to that shit and be like, oh, yeah, that's you, cool. You could get a massage to that album. Oh yeah, you could get a you could get a hand job at a massage parlor. <laughs> About eighty dollars. 
Uh, a dick massage, if you will. Plus, t- plus tip, of course. Plus, oh, only the tip. Potentially. A bucket hand job. Bucket job. Um, bucket hand. Bucket, bucket job. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting idea. I mean, in artists... The Buddha of the West. Yeah, I mean, like, B- Buddha was, like, a lot more complicated than that, just, like, being cool. Like, you I know. don't know, man. It sounds like Buddha was... You know, it sounds like to me, is like... Buddha was the bucket head of his time. Siddhartha got my bucket head. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this should be the name of the episode. Uh, Lisa and Frank. Oh, that is pretty good. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Anyways, I I appreciate. I mean that, that that's cool. What, I do you do you? Oh, actually, hold on a second. Yeah. Before I move on, do you know what the spontaneous oration of Ozo or Osho? I don't. I, don't know I have that. no idea what the fuck that is. Now <laughs> I have no fucking idea what that is. I wanted to Google it, but I ran out of time. Uh, so Osho is an Indian guru. Uh, Rajanesh, also known as. Aryasha Rajnesh, uh, Bhagwan Sri Rajnesh, or Bhagwan Rajnesh, Osho Rajnesh, and later is Osho. He was an Indian guru, mystic, and founder of the Rajnesh movement. During his lifetime, he was viewed as a controversial new uh, religious movement leader and mystic. Uh, he lived from uh, 1931 to 1990. He's an Indian mystic, basically. And, oh man, actually, let's let's just give you... You gotta see this guy because this guy is <laughs> balling out of control. Look at this! Look at this fucking oh, guy! Yeah. Look at that oh, guy! Those, looks. those eyebrows! Uh, just those eyes! Like he's looking straight, not into my soul, like into my pants. He's <laughs> this man. Like looks into your soul and sees your bussy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All yeah. right. I I still don't understand what. Uh, Bin Amra means here, but cool. Sounds rad. Let's yeah. do it. Um, okay, we have an interesting one here. I am excited Monty is here for this one in particular um, because I really want to talk about one aspect of this a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. YouTube user Kenneth McNamara McNamara? McNamara? McNamara. Probably McNamara. Um, says... The world would be fucked up without Buckethead. Could you imagine listening to John Petrucci Pikes? John Petrucci Pikes. Imagine that. Like, I mean, that, like imagine if John Petrucci was the guy that released 300 albums, not Buckethead. Th- that's our alternate future, right? Well, I think we definitely would have a little bit more shred. Uh, at least on these three. You yeah. don't know. So, like, you yeah. haven't heard what we've heard. Like, we've heard a lot of shred from Buckethead. So, and okay. also, let me let me put it uh, this to you, Monty. You think we'd hear a lot more shred, but John Petrucci puts out, you know, an album every, like, three or four years. Do you think mm. he would shred just as hard and as much if he was putting out an album every week? 
that that is that is a very apt point mm-hmm. um, and I think scientifically it's impossible to answer we, uh, philosophically just gotta get uh, also impossible right. to answer uh but you know here's the thing i think that um petrucci has two uh john belushi has too big of an ego uh, we're talking about yeah according to jim john goodman (laughs) 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 um no i mean i think i think that the bucket head has a i mean similar to the the buddha comment previously um he is very centered uh, he none of this feels like ego to me. None of this feels like showboating or um, yeah, it's very understated. Like masturbatory. Yeah, it's it's right. like kind of understated uh, in a way. Like, yeah, and it, yeah, and I think that, and I think I don't think that. I think that if we lived in a Petrucci Pike uh, experiment, that's going to be our new. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, it, it would be a dark. It would be a much darker reality that we lived in for sure. Yeah, it's, it's called the the PU, the uh, Petrucci Extended <laughs> Universe. PU. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that does stink. Um, <laughs> I hate to see it. I hate to see it. Uh, well, let's finish the rest of his comment here. Yawn Theater. That's his. That's his comment for <laughs> Yawn Theater. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, which dream- is like a great app take. Yeah, theater. Although, like, dream Love theater it. already like assumes that they're putting you to sleep. So, like, <laughs> that right? Is true. Yeah. yeah, I never, I never could do dream theater. Mm-hmm. Like, I've tried, man. I've listened to a, like a few of their albums multiple times, and like, I just Me too. Oh, yeah. the music is cool. Like, I'm, it's I'm fine. here for it, but like, the vocals give it a vibe that I'm like. Ah. The, the vocals and just the music is like I feel like it it does have so much to prove like it is prog for prog's sake and not because hey this is going to be like really cool and new and interesting it's like how complicated can we make this and like blow people's minds with how complicated we're playing music it's like, more just like mm-hmm. pop rock but weird that's like kind of what prog became like there's like a certain, there's like some like aesthetics mm. that they carry over. Like there's like some sounds, but it's like mostly just weird rock. You, you know, you know yeah. what I kind of feel? I feel like um, uh, if uh, Dream Theater were good, they'd sound more like Muse. And I don't even like how Muse sounds. So I like Muse. I like Muse a lot. I'm here for Muse. I'll they're, stand Muse. They're they're good at what I, they do. Oh yeah, I, I I totally agree on the Dream Theater sentiments. I will, however, say that the keyboardist of Dream really Theater right. is Jordan Peterson is a right? national treasure. Mm. That's Jordan. Where that's is Jordan Peterson? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah, and it's and it's actually uh, it's National Treasure Two Book of Secrets. Yeah. <laughs> we should watch that sometime. Okay. Yeah, watch the watch a bunch of uh, Nicholas Cage films. We love to see him, an actor. Okay, we got to finish this comment. Yawn Theater, you should not monitor the amount of hits on one pike. Just be satisfied you're one of them. He used the wrong you're in that context. Long live Buckethead. By the way, this pike fucking rips nuts. 
<laughs> Hell yeah, it rips nuts. Hell yeah. You know, <laughs> Kenneth Nakamura, that... I appreciate your sentiment. It, it, Thank you. It yeah. gave me a chemical. It does rip it gave nuts. me my chemical castration. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for using my joke. That was about Bumpy Ride. What? That was about Bumpy yeah, Ride. Yeah, about Bumpy Ride. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. That everything about that comment was correct. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. That's a good. Uh, that's a good vibe. Um, user Heavy M says, "If you're the guy, wrong your in this context. If you're the guy who disliked this, I have your IP." This was nine months ago on a video from 2014. Dude, I hope he fucking like hacks <laughs> everybody. And he hacked the planet. I hope he hacks the planet and like uh, does away with all the bucket haters. Yeah, that... I think that we should make a a pact that we all have to use the uh, the phrase "ripped nuts" in <laughs> um, in, in real life. Yeah, yeah I'll cool. say to a customer, I'll be like, "Yo, yeah, we we can fix your shit no cost. That fucking rips nuts, doesn't it?" <laughs> Uh, that's great. Uh, and then we got a response six months ago. We got a response to this comment. User Walter Farnsworth Fawns says, "Chances are they're hiding behind seven proxies." Yeah, I think, think they're hiding. I I use three <laughs> VPNs whenever I listen to Buckethead, so nobody knows. You gotta use protection, dude. Hell yeah, dude. I fucking I also whenever I <laughs> masturbate, I use three condoms as well. Just in case. Yeah. It'd be great to bring out a bucket in a you know sexual context, be like, I like to wear this while I come. <laughs> <laughs> I'll consider it. Um, yeah, do do report back, please. Hell yeah. Me. Hell yeah. <clears throat> We're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap things up here in a minute, but what we're gonna do here is we're gonna talk about this comment and then uh, a couple of responses to it. Okay, I'm gonna murder the same. Uh, Alan Crit Jindal says, "Is Buckethead God?" No, he's, he's the the, <laughs> Buddha, he's the Buddha of the West, and there's no gods in Buddhism. We've already determined this. Okay. I can see that. Okay. We can't disprove him being God, though. I mean, that which requires no evidence to prove requires no evidence to disprove. That, that is true. I'm making no point. Did you just make that up, right? No, that's a Christopher Hitchens quote. <laughs> cool. Hmm. No, that's great. Uh, Brandon Evans, though, thinks that, quote, Buckethead is the answer. What is the question? Is Buckethead God? Oh, okay. But that's not... It's, <laughs> that's a, it's, it's a yes sense. or no question. Like, Buckethead <laughs> can't be the answer, because Buckethead <laughs> isn't yes or no. But, like, think about it like that. Think about it just this, the one-two punch. Is Buckethead God? Buckethead is the answer. Buckethead. Yeah. Uh, it means nothing but says everything. Cool. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you're going with this, dude. <laughs> we're going everywhere and we're going nowhere. Hell yeah, dog. 
Uh, going on a but, okay, but, ride dreamland. Yeah, well, no, we got one more response. Luciano mm-hmm. M says, asking if Big B, capitalized there, is God, is blasphemy. It implies a doubt about his true divine entity. I mean, I kind of agree with that. Hell yeah. But. Don't take Buckethead's name in vain. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> Bucket vein. I think that's what he calls his dick. <laughs> when he's got to drain the main bucket vein? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Is it just like fried chicken grease that comes out? Mm. Oh. That would, uh, you should look at a doctor if that's the case. Definitely. Just stare a doctor right in the yeah, eye. Dude, be like, look at this bucket vein. <laughs> look at this bucket vein. <laughs> Is this when all the edibles are starting to kick in for you guys? No, oh, yeah. I haven't taken edibles yet. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. How about you? How's, yeah. how's your uh, how's that Templeton Rye treating you? What? Monty's been drinking straight oh, from a uh, bottle of Templeton it. Rye this entire time. You haven't noticed that? <laughs> He's been drinking straight whiskey through our <laughs> entire podcast because he can't handle talking to us without getting wasted. <laughs> yeah. Heavy, bro. Hell yeah, I love it. Called out. I, I also I also finished off a white claw. Yeah. I, I drank two beers, so I'm I'm there with you. Cool. Yeah. Cool dogs. Uh, Brett, you've just been pumping iron. I've yeah. been pumping iron and fucking drinking seltzer water. Onward pounding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was. Did you respond to that story? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. With with onward pounding in all caps, and that's yes. it. <laughs> yes. Is there context? Yeah. So, to this? Uh, so Manowar's uh, Instagram put up a thing, and Spencer sent this to me like this morning, and it was like, "What Manowar lyrics describe your life best?" And Spencer typed in, uh, uh, "May your sword stay wet like a young girl in her prime." <laughs> Which is great. And I was like, mine is a little more simple. And mine is just onward pounding. (laughs) (laughs) Either that or Cracker Jack clothes. You guys know more Man of War lyrics than... Oh, dude. Brothers of Metal, here in the hall. Yeah. like No, I still listen to Man of War probably on a monthly basis. Man of War is a time. I, I, there, was, there was a time where I listened to them on a daily basis for probably three years straight. Ima- like what, imagine if you were the sort of person who did CrossFit while listening to Man of War. Joey DeMaio? What a... <laughs> you know Joey DeMaio only listens to his own music while he works out, right? Oh, Totally. And it's yeah, so why would, gay. Why would he it's, listen to anything else? Just, well, I mean, yeah, after he mutes the gay porn. Like. <laughs> For sure. Um, so, Monty, I don't know if you know this, but Manowar has a podcast called Words of Power with Joey DeMaio, where uh, Joey DeMaio just talks. Britt, Brit, can you do me a thing? Can What's you, that? with the time you have on your hands, can mm-hmm. you please get like try to socially engineer 
us an interview with Joey DeMaio. That would be amazing. Uh, I would love to be a like, friend. Pretend of... to be more respectable than you are. That would that would be great. We should try to make friends with Manowar because... Uh... If you're not into metal, you are not my friend! How does that make you feel, Mommy? Try something else. Well, the well... end of Bucket Void. Oh, okay. Statements from the Bucket Void! Bucket Void! Who made these? Me. <laughs> um, so what's the next segment? So we like to like shout things out that we think are cool. So I yeah. want to say like, hey, if you have a thing like you're into, what is it? Is it cool? And I think Brit will get us started here. Brit, so, you got anything uh... to recommend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I would recommend, um, especially to any musicians out there, any uh, mer- uh, emerging bucketheads of their own, um, if you have an instrument that you're not totally down with, see how you can switch it up. I just got, um, I just replaced the pickups on uh, on my main guitar, my Epiphone DOT, um, to some uh, uh, Seth Lovers and. It sounds it like it has given me a new lease on my instrument. I feel like it sounds like those. uh, Who made those pickups? That Demarzio. That um, one sec. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Seymour Duncan. Sorry. Yeah, Seymour Duncan. Seth Lovers. So yeah, they're made to like the original specs of like the 1950s pickups that they're based on, Mm. and uh, they just like it. It like makes my instruments sound totally different and I fucking love it. Like it's, it's just a way cooler sounding instrument now than it ever was before. And, uh, so I'd, I'd give a big uh, shout out to, uh, you know, especially if you play an electronic instrument, maybe just switch up your pickups. If you're tired of playing something. That's a good tip. Yeah. I'm going to try that on, uh, something. Cool. What, do you, what do you got Hi. to recommend Monty? Spencer, go first. Okay. Spencer, you. Me? It's me. It's Spencer. I'm hello, hello, me. It's Spence again. <laughs> hello, me. <laughs> I love Dave Mustaine. I don't recommend watching Dave Mustaine talk about things. Uh, no, especially politics. Oh, especially politics. I'm glad he doesn't really... Does he talk out about politics? I don't know. Anymore? I don't even know. Like, I, I, I don't feel like he does because people aren't as mad. Which is good, I guess, but also... But also, he uh, hasn't played a concert in, like, 16 months at least, so... Yeah. Apparently, he uh, they're almost done with their newest album, which they took, like, three years to make. Yeah. Yeah, the sequel to Dystopia. Oh, yeah, yeah, they've got the dude from uh, uh, Angra playing guitar. Really? For him, yeah. That's What's cool. His name? He's so good. He is uh, very good. His solo oh. albums are so rad, too. Um, I forget his name. But he's good. I wonder who's playing drums for him? Because I mean, Dave Ellison is still bassist for him. It's another. So. It's a. Oh, uh, he's really big on Instagram. I found his page the other day. I forgot his name. But he's like a pretty famous metal drummer. Uh, but he's like he's only played for like butt rock bands. Like I don't know any of the bands. That, I don't remember any of the bands he plays with. Um. Oh, he used to play with Soil Work. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it works good. I like so it works. They're fine. 
Um, uh, he also played with Mortuary, Yerkoon. Uh, oh, he's done. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. He's done session work for Aborted. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I didn't uh, know that. Actually, never mind. I don't know. I might be thinking of somebody else. Oh, he also used, he did session work for David Townsend Project, too. Uh, he's worked with World Dane uh, and Jeff Loomis of uh, Nevermore. Um, What's that guy's name? Satyricon. Uh, his name is Dirk Verbieren. Oh, that guy. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he he has the worst beard, like of all time. Um, one sec, let me. Monty, do you know that? Guy? Yeah, Dirk. Do you huh? know that guy? Yeah, Dirk is. Uh, whoa, what happened? Oh, there we go. I thought I thought my shit crashed. Yeah, dirty. Yeah, well, yeah. He looks like he's from Everett. <laughs> right? yeah, he, he does, that's, right? why, that's, that's why he's played with fucking Jeff Lewis so much, just because he has an Everett beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dirk for Buren. Yeah, he he's um he's a, an incredible drummer. He he. I know he also like if you've ever done uh like Superior Drummer. Yeah. I think like a lot of the samples that you hear were actually performed oh, by I him. Think you're right. Uh, actually, yeah, I I was thinking that was somebody else entirely. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, because yeah, like, right. Hell yeah. Yeah, because like drum. Uh, yeah, isn't drum kit from hell mostly like the guy from fucking Meshuga? Yeah, that's a different that, one. That was that was back like when like Easy Drummer did a, like some expansions. Those um, are just expansions. I don't. I, I think that they did like a like a Thomas. What what's his last name? Hake yeah, Thomas Hake, Hoka, Hake, uh, something Hake, like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. um, yeah. I think that was a long time ago. Okay, but well, they did do that. They released like a MIDI pack. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, yeah like, it was it was, it was just like, the Metalheads pack apparently, which was an add-on to Drum Kit from Hell. Mm-hmm. Oh no 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 uh, no! I take it back. Drum Kit from Hell was done entirely by him. I was right. Oh, I was right, baby. Dope. That's sick. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so that's what you recommend, Dirk Verbieren? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Sure. I, I recommend Dirk Verbieren's beard and growing one of them. Uh, <laughs> no Dirk doubt. Verbieren's Everett beard. <laughs> I almost want that to be the name of the podcast, but no that's one's going to get that. That's a pretty good episode. Uh, okay. Actually, you know what? I, I Okay. I have an anti-recommendation, mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about it for a second, and that is the app Nextdoor. Uh, don't get on Nextdoor. It is dumb. So what is let it me talk exactly? about Nextdoor for a second. Um, if you don't know what Nextdoor is, it's basically like a social network for people around your house. So like people that live nearby you. Um, this is mostly how it works. <laughs> However, it is stupid. The only reason I made an account was because there was a car that was parked outside of my building whose car alarm started going off at 3.30 in the morning and went off consistently every eight minutes until like I think six thirty a.m. six thirty or seven thirty a.m. So it was like a very long time of car alarm right in the middle of sleeping time, and it made me very very angry. And so I took a picture of the car. I also left a note on the car. I don't remember what the note said, but I was very mad. So I'm sure it said something really aggressive. Um, but I, I also made a post on Nextdoor that was like, "Yo, if this is your car, like get your shit together. Like what the fuck? Like why why did you fucking leave your car alarm to go off all night, you asshole?" Like, but I didn't say it so aggressively. I basically just said, like, hey, if this is your car, like, get your shit together. Like, I had to listen to your car go off all night. Like, that shit sucks. Like, what, you know? And so I like, got a few responses of people being like, yeah, dude, that car sucks. And then, like, 
This one lady took issue with the fact that I used the word shit in my post. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let me actually, let me find it. One second. I, I gotta, I gotta find it here. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on a second. That's like really difficult to find. Okay. Cool. So this lady says, Judy Jones says, Judy Jones. Judy Jones sounds like a comic book character. Says, I agree with your emotion, but would you please consider not using words that some of your neighbors find offensive? I like the idea of the note and the idea that the owner might may be ignorant. And then, then okay, so that's like whatever. It's like, I don't care. Can, okay, can I can sure. I give you the proper response to this? Well, Eat yeah. my shit, Judy. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Rip nut. This <laughs> Rip nuts, baby. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Rip nuts, Judy. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is where it gets weird because, like, I saw that and I was like, "Okay, Judy, whatever." And then, like, a day later, I get a direct message from someone named Viv something. So, just we'll call her Viv, and it's a really long message, but I'm going to read it to you. It says, "January nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Oh my God, I have a personal policy of not replying to posts or comments in an inflammatory way." Therefore, I'm privately telling you that I so wanted to reply to the Judy woman and ask if she would have preferred the word excrement, external bowel movements, or crap. Jeesh! Imagine not being able to handle the word shit in this day and age. P.S. I am 66, probably within a stone's throw of dear Judy's age. Hope you were able to leave a note and get the alarming problem resolved. And this just goes on and on and on. It's like this very long comment about Judy. Yeah. Spencer, that sounds delightful. It's great. I, it's um, great. I'm not. Why don't you like this happening? I'm just saying, like, okay. Yeah, you made friends with an old bad bitch. That's cool so as fuck. Viv That's, is dope. Like, Viv, Viv are, is a fucking. Not, she's a real not, one. Oh, Viv is real as fuck. Like, I'm not hating on Viv. More what I'm hating on. If I'm hating on it at all, I'm saying like I did not sign up for this experience that I'm having. I signed up to complain about a car <laughs> alarm, but instead. A woman is mad that I used shit, and then another woman is like, no, fuck that bitch. And then it's no. like filling up my DMs with this stuff. And I'm like, that's great, Viv. Thank you. But also, like, what is happening right now? Question. Um, you think uh Viv has that bomb ass pussy? Oh, we know it. Hell yeah. I mean, it's either that or it's like a fucking old catcher's mitt, just all leathery and like smells like a fucking baseball locker room. You've got a vivid imagination, mm. Brit. I've got a viv imagination, baby. Hey! <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, anyways. Uh, Monty, I, I guess... what do you have to recommend to us? Oh, right. Yeah, Monty. Yeah. What you got? Um, it can be anything, Monty. What you got? Microdose. Ooh, microdose. Take take more take more mushrooms. Okay. You do a little enough, and you're not gonna you're not gonna feel anything. In fact, I fall asleep sometimes while I'm on mushrooms. And yeah, do more mushrooms. It's cool. Nice. Okay. Hell yeah. 
I was unprepared for that. I don't know. I feel like I I feel like I want I want to recommend something else. That's cool. Okay. If you, if you think, think of anything, of in I'm the just next, looking uh, at all the things. Forty-five seconds. Clean your desk. <laughs> yeah. Clean. You know what yeah. I you know what I recommend? Yeah. yeah. Clean clean your desk. Mm-hmm. Like it makes doing stuff at your desk way better. I did that the other day. My desk yeah. is dirty right now, and I'm sorry. And I don't like it. You gotta clean it, dude. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, clean. Have a clean desk when you're doing it's stuff. Really nice, like and the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. It's gonna be cleaner. Oh, oh yeah. I guess. No, no, no. But also do mushrooms for real. Like I, I did clean my house the other day, and like it did help. Like I was having a day where I was like, oh man, like not super feeling it. Then the next day, after I spent a day cleaning my house, I woke up and I was like, oh my house is so clean. This is so nice. It's so great. It's really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, want to close this bad boy out? Let's do it. that it? There's no outro sequence? No, no. no, no. Hey, uh, Monty, where, uh, do you have any anything to plug? And where can we find you on social media? If you want to, if you want to be followed. Uh, yeah, uh, Captain Spaghetti spelled out on Instagram. If you want, um, I'm just working on a bunch of ambient music right now. Thousand Winged Moth. Oh, I love that. It's awesome. Dot Bandcamp. Dot com. Cool. It's not very good. Is it, Do you? That's a that's a cool. Cool. Thanks, cool Yeah, that yeah. sounds dope. I it, like that it name. Remind, it reminds Great. me of like a like a Mothra stand. Um, have you played? Uh, have you played that game? Yeah. <laughs> that game that makes me think of uh, Hollow Knight. You played that game? Have I played Hollow Knight? Yeah, totally. It's I'm not a very good gamer, so it's really hard for yeah, me. Yeah, I thought the game was hard, too. but I have played it and I did enjoy it. Yeah. Speaking of really hard for me, let's talk about our sponsor, Blue Chew. Spencer, how's your um, boner? No. no. How's your no. boner, Spencer? My boner's great. It's mighty. It's onward pounding, okay? It's into glory riding, okay? Yeah. Is it wet like a young girl in her prime? <laughs> yeah, you know it, baby. Well, maybe you should stop pissing on your dick, faggot. <laughs> God damn it. Well, anyways. Spencer, where can we find you? Uh, I don't wanna. It's fine. I don't care. Spencer can be found at New Metal Karate Society. I can be found at Queer Goth or the Queer Goth. I don't care. Um, you can find yeah. us on socials at Bucketcast or at a Bucketcast. Just try both of them. I don't remember which is. We which. need. We need to make this simpler. We need to like just say one link that goes to like all the links. I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe we should just put a link tree in our IG. And then we should get a domain and forward it to the link tree. Well, we already have a domain. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we just have a page. Can we have a page like bucketcast.com slash contacts or something? We do. So Fuck. we already have this. So Bucketcast. Uh, I know bu- we do. Just go, right. to, just go to gettinghead.biz and you can find all of our information there. But not Monty's information. <laughs> not, not Mon- well. I'll, I'll put it up. I'll put it up not... later. I'll put up his his personal information, ad address, <laughs> social security number. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. 100%. Uh, uh, hey, real quick. Um, Spencer, are your nails painted? Yes. He he did them Kirk Hammett style like you. Are yours, Britt? No, I'm not a Kirk Hammett. I'm uh, not James Hetfield. Oh, we got him. Next time we do this, we should all have painted nails. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fancy I mean, boys. I'm gonna instead. I'm gonna go have my Atlas rise. Um. Uh, t- do tell you're what? Are you John Galting? What's happening? No, Atlas Rise was the, the song off of I think Death Magnetic. But you guys don't get my latter day Metallica jokes because you don't listen to latter day Metallica because you're not uncool enough. Wow. Okay. Dope. You schooled us. That's great. I'm I'm not saying angry about it. This has been Britain. And this has been Spencer. And this has been Montgomery Forrest McCleary the second. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. Namaste.